everybody, this is Presto. Corporal Nossage. And you are listening, believe it or not, to episode 41 of the Nintendads podcast. Is it 41? It's 41. Keep up with the numbers. We're over the hill now. Um, Yeah, uh, on this fine special live special live edition of the show here tonight on facebook gaming or just facebook because we're not playing any games um we are going over the indie world direct who would have known that we would get an indie world direct so quickly um and in august and my cats are chiming in to say Um, there's there's some opinions in the background they love indie games some of their some of their favorite cat games are indie games. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. All right, yeah. Here's your ball. Uh, we're gonna talk about all the games you need to know about in the indie world direct. It wasn't a long direct. I think it was like half an hour, twenty minutes, something like that. It's pretty pretty skimpy. Um, uh, I feel like it was maybe a little skimpy on the amount of games. Cats are singing because we don't have our background music. Is that what's going on? No, I had the background music. You couldn't oh, hear he it. Just, he just really wants there. to be a part of it. He really wants to be a part of it. <laughs> um, okay. So, the Indie World Direct. Let's, I mean, I guess we're just going to, oh, Dom, OLED World. OLED? OLED, OLED Corporal? Um, yeah, I think we should just dive straight headlong into this. Ooh, Indie got it. Yeah, Dom, we're talking about Indie games from the Indie World Direct. Probably covering half a dozen that we're interested in. Um, Then we're going to jump to Indie games that were not in the Direct for some reason. Even though there's multiple high-profile Indie games that are coming out for the Switch in the next six months that weren't in the Direct inexplicably. Not included. Um, and then we're going to go over quickly the rest of everything that was in the Direct. So I'm going to start out with possibly the one that I am most excited about. I think one of the best looking, definitely the most stylish. Um, and that is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. And... I keep forgetting the name of this game because it's so many different words crammed in there. Um, Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. Not punk. Don't you fucking forget it. Um, (laughs) Bomb Rush Cyber Punk. Oh my god. Bomb Rush. This this is a problem right here. Bomb Rush Cyber Funk is the spiritual successor of Jet Set radio boom that's the whole that's the whole selling point um it's sort of a retro you know minimalistic sort of style you're in like a neo tokyo futuristic you know city um you sort of skate or parkour around you are a graffiti artist and you do all sorts of graffiti parkour things just like in jesset radio um, and the music, oh, it slaps. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. Check out the trailer if you guys haven't seen it. But yes, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is probably my highest profile uh, game that's coming out of this. 
looks beautiful. The release date is 2022. Just vague enough to be exciting, but not, you know, have any actual information. Um, next, probably second highest up in the, well, Corporal, what do you think about Bomber Cyberfunk besides it's difficult to say? It, honestly, honestly, the tell us how you really feel. The the the, the cyberpunky theme aspect of it is about all. It's I'm not cyberpunk. It's cyber it's funk. 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 Don't mix up your Wrong. P's and F's, or you will end up in the hospital. But that's how you get fat. P H A T. Ooh. Touche. <laughs> George, what's happening, my friend? Welcome. Um, the next the next game I want to talk about, it's Cyberfunk, Corporal, says George. Cyberfunk. <laughs> um, Loop Hero. Now, Loop Hero is a roguelike game that took the indie world by storm. Um, earlier this year, it's basically... There's a little hero, and he goes around a map. And when he goes around the map, he gets into a battle, and he does the battle things and the RPG things, and then he keeps going around the map. And you don't really control him. You control the map. So you control if he goes to a shop, if he goes to a graveyard, if he goes to a castle, if he goes to a lake. And you use you modify the map using cards, which you get sort of at random. And you basically have to strategically plan his trip and give him buffs and items and upgrades. And the the goal is to make him go around the map as far as possible, level up as much as possible, and make it as far as you can. And then when you die, you get some minor upgrades to start your next run with. It looks fun. It looks addictive. And there was a real article comparing the gameplay loop of this game to cocaine. Wow. That's how addictive it is. And the, the devs, the devs tweeted that article themselves. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. So, RNO, hello, hello, welcome in, sir. Welcome! We are going welcome. over the Indie World um, Direct. If you haven't seen it, we're just going over our top games, being salty about some games that were not included. At least that's what I'm going to do. Um... Nick Yeti is a freak fan about Loop Hero, and I think I'm probably going to get it just on on multiple people making glowing recommendations. Corporal, what is your take on Loop Hero? How much of it are you snorting? Um, none. None. I'm not snorting any of it just because it's not like. So, I, yet again, I'm not immediately convinced and sold on these things just by what I saw like I'm just not so that's true I have to, I have to I'd have to get my hands on it or see more more of it to really have a better I don't know. Because I knew about Loop Hero beforehand, so when it was announced, I was like, oh, this is a game I'm already interested in. Hey, Edward, welcome in. Um, Hello, Edward. So, I have a background. Thank you. Edward always notices my haircut. (laughs) Nobody else wants to comment on that. Why don't you notice, George? (laughs) 
George, um, George doesn't care. He doesn't love me anymore. Because <laughs> I'm not dying in the bathroom drinking his... George, George says it looks like you joined the army. Um, <laughs> but no, I would, I would agree with you. Because, right, when they do these indie directs, for games that are being ported over from other platforms, I feel like... I feel like they rely on people knowing it. Because, like, they introduced Loop Hero, but, like, for how big of a deal Loop Hero is, like, you, somebody who have it, has no prior knowledge to Loop Hero, it needed it more context. Yes. Okay. The way it was presented was, you're a guy who goes around and around and around in a circle and a circle and a circle, and you have to keep doing multiple passes until you beat the game. That just doesn't sound fun. So maybe I just... You literally also just described Mario Kart, just so we're, we're clear. Sure. <laughs> sort of. Um, oh, Edward said Eastward looks good. I kind of want that one. Edward, are you just saying Eastward looks good because it sounds like your name? Edward Eastward. We'll get to Eastward. Eastward did look interesting. Um, For anybody who's listening to this on podcast version, I apologize because we're obviously live streaming. Yes, this is a live. This is a live episode. So we're just highlighting some of our most cherished community members. And George, maybe we need to drop enough stars in order to get Presto to shave his head on stream. No, that is a thing. That's not a thing. That's your thing. <laughs> um, there's there's enough peer pressure. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you introduce this next game because this is the one game on the list that you care you, about. Yes, that you know about, you care about, you have strong feelings for. I have very strong feeling feelings. Ten K stars to shave his head. Ten K stars. What? I have very strong feelings about Slime Rancher. Slime and Rancher. I am slightly disappointed that this is just a port, a portable edition coming to Nintendo Switch. I wonder if they're going to add any special features to it. I doubt it. It's out. I'm almost certain it's out. Yeah, yeah. Slime Rancher edition out today. Yeah. yeah. It was out the day of, of the uh, Indie Direct. And you haven't gotten it yet. I am very disappointed. I own Slime Rancher on in every single platform. I own it on PlayStation. I own it on Xbox. I own it on PC. I know that's why I'm surprised that you don't own it on Switch, because you own it on every other platform. Do you know what one game that I do own on every single platform that's available? Give me a hint. It's got castles in it. Skyrim. No. Oh. Castle Crashers. Yes. Uh-huh. I own Castle Crashers on every <laughs> single platform that I own. That's funny. Well, but if you ever Slime wanted to play Rancher Slime Rancher on the a... toilet, sounds fun. You know, I feel like I could probably, because Xbox allows you to broadcast and stream your console to a device I probably could for my phone hmm, that's close but why so tell us really briefly why Slime Rancher is worth people's time for people who maybe have a Switch who haven't played it like what what's it all about 
slime rancher, you are a young girl who lives in space and your family member, I think it's your grandfather, had passed away and gave you his ranch as an inheritance. What kind and of a it's, ranch? It's just a ranch. It's your job to build and grow this ranch by harvesting all of the things that are in this world that you can grow. And there's lots of fruit and trees and vegetables and herbs and onions and things that you can grow. But the purpose of growing these things is not so you can harvest the, the fruit. It is so that you can use the fruit to feed these slime balls that are in this world. And you're actually supposed to capture these slime balls and feed them. And then the slime balls will poop out gems. And the gems are what's worth money. And then you collect all the gems and then you deposit the gems to make money. And then you use the money to continue to grow and expand your ranch. So it's kind and of like a you, farming game, like a, yeah, but a little but bit more engaging than like... It's a first-person shooter style farming game. Because you have to defend yourself against evil slimes and monsters at night. And you also can only collect certain slimes in certain territories. Like lava slimes are only available in volcanoes. Oh. It's a very chill very relaxed i had a long day at work got home sit on the couch have a beer and just veg kind of game okay i'm surprised it took them this long to get it on the switch yes i am extremely surprised it took them this long. it's not a very intensive game this is right up nintendo's alley i truthfully i don't understand why it took them to this point well it's out now get it if you want to chill out and get slimed is that right yes sure. <laughs> sure. um next on our slimy list axiom verge 2 so this is this is a sort of pixelized retro style uh metroidvania game um which is you know you're a little person you go around you shoot you use your abilities you find new things you upgrade um, it has more RPG elements than other Metroidvania games, so you can increase your health, your attack, your mobility, your special, you know, powers or whatever. Um, I will say that the word on the street with this game is, is that it's pretty easy, that the combat is not super challenging, um, which I was kind of interested in it. And then I heard that the combat was kind of lackadaisical, so now I'm kind of less interested. But I still might pick it up because I love Metroidvania games. I need to wait until I'm in the mood to do a Metroidvania-type thing. Um, George said, possibly due to the pandemic prolonging games since Akritus had to stop meeting up is a reason behind why Slime Rancher took so long. So, George, I hear you, and I appreciate your opinion. But I'm going to tell you that this game is old as AF, and it should not have taken this long. Yeah, even pre-pandemic, even if it came out in 2019, it still would have been a while. Slime Rancher was originally released in 2016. It made its way to Xbox One in 2017. So, they had... Did it come to Xbox first? 
Um, an official release on Windows, Mac, and Linux in 2016, and then Xbox One after. What about PlayStation? Because I wonder it is if now that... it's now on PlayStation 4. This was one of those games that Xbox, that Microsoft was pushing as part of their. Uh, we are absorbing, not absorbing. We are promoting all of the indie developers. Look at this indie developer and this uh, indie developer. This I bet you, developer. I bet you, there was a deal where it was like a timed exclusive port, where it's like you can't go to. X, Y, Z platforms until a certain amount of maybe time. It's on Game Pass, by the way, too. Yep. Um, I'd like to point out that you can buy it on their eShop for like, I think it's like 11 bucks, but you still can't buy it physically in store unless you pay the $40, $39.99. That's gross. So buy it digitally because why not? Um, yeah, Axiom Verge 2, I might pick up on sale at some point. Uh, I'm not even... I'm not even honestly sure how much Axiom Verge 2 is. I mean, it's an indie game. Um, and it is... Brrr, oh, it's only $18? Oh, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that. It's more a matter of do I have time to play this game at this point. With everything um, else that's on our list, I doubt it. Yeah. So, Axiom Verge 2 is out. If you like Metroidvania games, definitely check that one out. It's at the right price point. It's a Metroidvania game. If you like Metroidvania games, that's all you need to know. Um, and if you get it now, you can probably finish it before Metroid Dread comes out. Um, Metal Slug Tactics. Now, this is an interesting one. This is from oh. our friends... At Dot Emu, who yep. we love, full disclosure, they gave us copies of Streets of Rage 4 DLC Mr. X Nightmare, which we promoted the ever-loving Christ out of, uh, and we <laughs> love them. Um, but yeah, they are doing Metal Slug Tactics, Metal Slug, the, you know, the famous you know run-and-gun type game, but this is a different kind of game. This is more... This is a tactical RPG, very, very similar to Advanced Wars or Fire Emblem, that type of thing. It's super-duper stylized, I'll say that. I would love, I would absolutely love a full world, maybe like an open explore and discover full world in this style. Yeah, the, I, I the can see that. The art style is beautiful. You travel the map, you go into different rooms, into different buildings... Like, the way this art style is set up is fabulous. I would love to explore more of this world in this art style. I don't think I like this game, though. I am not a huge fan of tactics games, like tactical RPGs and stuff like that. Um, but the art style is tempting me. The art style and the personality and the animation, like... Everything about this game looks gorgeous. It just happens to be For its game mechanics. It yeah. just happens to be in a genre that I'm not usually into. Um, I also want to point out the guy who is promoting this particular uh, game when during the indie. Uh, what was his name? Aryarilun Lalupen looked like he was drunk. Oh. Jessica looked fine, but Aurelien and La Lupin was drunk. I don't remember. I don't remember who the presenters were, but 
I had to look up his name because I couldn't for life me remember it. It's probably but French because Don Emu is a French company. He is red. Like, red just on his face. He's nervous. Are, He's nervous. Eyes are like this. <laughs> that's just that's just <laughs> how the French are. Um, <laughs> Tetris Effect Connected. I did not expect this to come out for the Switch. Um, yeah. Tetris... So, let, hear me out. Hear me out. Tetris Effect Connected is awesome. It's on <laughs> it's on Game Pass, and it's basically Tetris, but then like a crazy, a crazy tripped out light show in the background with like RPG, not RPG elements. Um, it's got some PvP stuff. PvP elements. George is asking for it. Oh, George. <laughs> Um, yeah, Tetris, Tetris Effect Connected is a really cool game. It's on Game Pass, so naturally I've played it, because I feel like I've played everything on Game Pass at this point. Um, it's beautiful in that it takes Tetris, because you can't get Tetris wrong, and adds beautiful visuals in the background. I didn't expect it to come to Switch, because it's the whole... on Game Pass, and we haven't streamed you and I playing together? It's Tetris! You say that like it's a bad thing. No, but nobody's going to watch a stream Tetris. I disagree. I would lay back and relax, listen to the music, and just chill the heck out with some friends while you and I play Tetris. I would do that. Maybe. I would we say if there is Tetris. if there is a community outcry for us to stream Tetris Effect, I will happily do it. Where's it my is... corporal fans at? Oh, Give me a holla in the chat. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'm curious to see what it looks like on the Switch because it's very, like, visually oriented and I'm not sure how those visuals are going to come across on the Switch. It might be fine. Um, but uh, I keep I keep forgetting to mention the, the release dates. Axiom Verge is out now. Slime Rancher is out now. Loop Hero is coming out this holiday. Metal Slug Tactics is 2022. Tetris Effect Connected is October 8th, just to bring us up to speed. Um, I also want to personally point out that we are definitely not going through this list in order as no. it was released. Well, in we're going in through the order that we're most interested in. Yes. And speaking of being most interested in, the games that we've talked about so far are basically the only games in the Direct that I would consider getting, right? I'm considering Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I'm considering Loop Hero. I'm considering Axiom Verge. Metal Slug Tactics I have to talk about because we love Emu and it looks really genuinely cool. Tetris Effect is a game I like. Slime Rancher is a game me and Corporal both played. Before we go on, rapid fire through the rest I... of this list... What? This next game that's on this list. Astro Astroneer, yeah. I'm kind of interested in Okay, it. let's talk about that before before we get into the I games. Am, I am very confused by its game mechanics. Like I I don't I guess I'm building a wine vineyard on the moon or something? What? I don't know. 
you're, you're build, you fly around, you build a spaceship, you travel, you explore, you've got a jetpack, you've got a land rover, you discover trees, you build a little spaceship again, like, there's aliens that you can communicate with, you then, like, put together, like, sections of a building and you thrive and make this little community in outer space. Like, it's kind of cool. It looks like, it looks like a really simplified version of No Man's Sky. Yes. In this space sandbox adventure, players can work together to build custom bases above or below ground, create vehicles to explore a vast solar system, or use terrain to create anything they can imagine. A player's creativity and ingenuity are the key to thriving on exciting planetary adventures. See? It, it looks kind of fun. I like it. It looks game. like No Man's Sky mixed with Minecraft. I'm, now, I'm, now I'm looking at it a little bit more. It does look interesting. Right? It, it depends on what its price point is and whether or not I can get it for free. No. You can't no. get it for free. Oh, it's, 30, it's $30 on Steam, so there's no chance it's coming out for any less than 30 on Switch. It's absolutely not. does not look like it's worth $30 to me. Um, I might. Now that I'm looking at it, it looks like a game... That would be fun to play with friends. You know what? I'm wishlisting it. Available really? January 2022. Okay. On your wish list. If it if it if I could pop in and do a little online multiplayer, it's it's ultimately for me it's gonna depend on how the online multiplayer is run. If there yeah. is if there is a static permanent world that is like a Minecraft server where you can go on explore design I can go on explore design or that we can jump into each other's worlds like in No Man's Sky. I will heavily consider playing that if other people get into it. And it looks like it's up to four players. I could be wrong. What is it? So you moved, you moved it up on the list. Okay. Yeah. Play with four. Oh, play with four, play with friends in four player online Drop in, drop out co-op. That is, that's the term, I guess. Now, drop in, drop out co-op for, uh, for like No Man's Sky, where you're playing and you can come into my game or I can come into your game. Yeah. So I'm interested. I'll ultimately yeah. have to see some actual people play. Well, it's out now, so I guess I could go check it out. Add it to the damn list. The long, long list. The long, growing list. Um, Okay, so before we move on with the other games that we are slightly less interested in, oh, you have Astroneers on, on, on all this twice. Yeah, <laughs> um, let's talk about briefly some games that were not in this direct that are so important or noteworthy to me that I noticed their absence. Okay. First thing, we're going to start out with the elephant, or rather the turtle, in the room. There was not one mention of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge in this indie world direct. Why? Why? It's coming out. It's coming out this year. It's coming out in 2021. It is It is probably more hard, high profile than almost everything that we've talked about so far. Um, also, full disclosure again, this is a side-scroller side beat-em-up from the people who brought you Streets of Rage 4.emu. 
Um, so obviously we're going to pick this up and play the hell out of it. Um, but where is it? When's it coming out? We don't know. It hurts me. So I, whenever you have a high profile, uh, franchise property like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I wonder if although it's being made by an indie developer because it is that high profile style franchise, they're not presenting it or funding it like an indie game and thus it's going to have a bigger release. Or they don't feel as confident in it yet and they're still trying to fix some things. Well, it still has a 2021 release date, and I don't think... I mean, we might get it. We might get an October or a September direct, right? We have Maybe. to get... Actually, you know what? They, I, I almost guarantee you Nintendo is going to do one more direct before the holiday season because yeah. they're going to have to reveal the final fighter for Smash Brothers. And they need to give us something for Splatoon 3. Maybe. They have to. <laughs> and um, if they don't, I demand more Zelda. Yeah. I, th- I think we'll get one more direct this calendar year. And hopefully these all of these things will be on it. Um, so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, was missing from this direct. Yes. Not acceptable. Where is it? Um... Silk Song, no, Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight, one of the most successful indie games on the Switch, has a has a sequel in the works called Silk Song. Um, it's been missing in action for like a year. I don't I don't know that there's been any information about this. It's developed by Team Cherry. Planned release date is still TBA. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the thing for it on Steam. Like they have a gameplay trailer that looks like the game is close to being finished. Um, but there's been no there's been no news about it for like a very long time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it is. It was they had they had a exclusive look at it in December of 2020. So it's been almost a year since we've had like some real information about it. Um, same thing. TBD release date on the eShop. No price. Nothing. Silk Song. Where are you? Um, so I guess we can't be that mad because it's not just missing an action for this direct. It's like completely missing an action. Yeah. Um, this next one is one that I only heard about like a couple of days ago that looks pretty good. And it's a game called Young Souls. Um, and it looks, it looks really cool. It's sort of like. Uh, sort of like an action RPG, uh, uh, let's see, dynamic RPG beat-em-up. Um, and it looks, it looks pretty cool. Uh, 
by 1P, 2P Studio, publisher of the Arcade Crew. Um, it's coming in the fall, so it's coming soon. And, I mean, it looks polished enough that I'm very surprised that it wasn't mentioned in the Direct. It looks good. Where is it, though? Um, last, but not least. The one game that I think was the most unique in the last Direct that we had. And I think it was the one game that I was most confused by. But you were the most <laughs> intrigued with. Oh, it looks so good. It looks so good. Um, uh, yes. And that game is Neon White. Neon White. Um, this is going to release winter of 2021. Um, and this is the run-and-gun, first-person, roguelike card game intended to be speed-ran, but it also has elements of a dating simulator. Okay, I, I hate <laughs> I hate that they. There's only one game that's on this list that deserves anything to do with the dating simulator, and we'll get to it later. I hate that they call adding anything with the dating simulator. Let me tell you, Skyrim should have a dating simulator tag. The Witcher should have a dating simulator tag. Maybe like that, that is not a dating simulator. I didn't say dating simulator. Dating simulator elements. Elements. Yeah. Any so, game where you can interact with other characters and build a relationship yeah. suddenly now has a dating simulator. That's like, the term. That's the term Fable. of the genre. Fable is a dating simulator by those standards? Like, no. Get no, out of here. Listen, it becomes, it crosses to the line from like reputation management to dating simulator when you're making choices about a character and then you get that character on screen blushing and you get unique dialogue that's what makes it a dating simulator that's what that's a dating simulator element hades hades has dating simulator elements because you go out you get your uh things of ambrosia and then you can give it to whatever npcs you want and if you give them enough they will blush and flirt with you and that's what makes it a dating simulator game. Anyway, Neon White looks freaking awesome. And TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Neon White are... I'm buying them. I'm, I'm buying them day one. Everything okay. else on this list, I've talked about what I'm interested in, but Neon White and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are games that I am buying. If they were out right now, I would say, all right, everybody, thanks for watching, and I would sign off, and I would go play them. Um, Assassin's Creed should be in this category, too. What? Amanda, thanks for coming by. I don't agree with that statement. <laughs> but then again, I don't play. I, don't, I, I will yield to the Assassin's Creed expert. Mm. Uh -huh. You know what? You know what's gonna have to happen, right? What's that? We're gonna have to have a dating sim episode. Oh, we most certainly will have to. We're and I'm sorry to. for everybody who's here, but we most certainly should. Despite all the drinking and cursing and crazy things that we do, 
that will be the definitive episode that gets a strict like 18 plus warning on it and it will be the only thing you know how many people you can bang in assassin's creed banging is not dating manda it's different manda unless the characters get a close-up and blush at you it does not count well first off you must be referring to some of the more recent assassin's creed because the assassin's creed's games that i played one two three black flag and uh, okay one uh the Ezio series and black flag and odyssey uh there wasn't or not odyssey un- uh, unity unity there wasn't dating sim options so you must be referring to like unity and beyond yeah the recent ones yeah, okay. So I have not played Valhalla yet, although that's the one I want to play the most. So if you're saying there's some Dadison elements in that, I'm kind of more intrigued now. Maybe Corporal will stream it. Who knows? Um, all right. <laughs> anyway, so those are the games Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Silk Song, Young Souls, Neon White. Why were they not included? The uh, and, and looking at this now, I understand why Silk Song wasn't included because it's been missing for everybody. But the other three are like high-profile indie titles that are coming out on the Switch. How are they not gonna get mentioned? Also, well, Nickelodeon All Star Brawls is not an indie title. It kind no. of is, but it kind of isn't. But it's not. Right? We're not counting that as an indie title, I don't think. We're not counting that as an indie title, although I understand what you're saying, that it should have been talked about. Yeah. By the way, that is getting a lot of stream time when it comes out, just to forewarn everyone. Um, So those were the four that, in my mind, I'm like, why aren't they there? Now, let's, let's blaze through the rest of this list. Corporal, you look like you're excited about this next one. I purposely rearranged this list <laughs> so that this is the next one for a reason. And I want to point out this next topic, this next game that we have, is currently on Xbox Game Pass, and it is literally sitting in front of me to install. Oh, this no. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> stream it. Please. So we have talked about this very game about a year ago with Nick Yeti, on one of our podcast episodes, and that is Boyfriend Dungeon. Let me read this to you. (laughs) Romance your sword. Capture the hearts of weapons to level them up in this sack and slash dungeon crawling adventure. For your summer job, you are tasked with clearing the creatures in the dungeon. I don't dunge. Soon you discover weapons you find and transform them into cuties. They are single. What a crazy coincidence because you also happen to be single. Spend the cash and earn on romantic outings to forge precious moments with your lovers and work together to clear rampant monster infestations. Because after all, couples that slay together stay together. I I'm putting this hold on. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the the cover of this game on stream for a second. I do not understand how this makes any sense whatsoever. 
but apparently this right here is what we're working with hold on it's covering up the logo which is just apparently you find a weapon in a dungeon and you use it to destroy bad guys and then that weapon transforms into a cutie which you then can romance and you can pick up different weapons to romance as you go along we have made so much fun of this game for over a year since it was first announced nick yeti presto and i I almost feel like we have to play this game just because of how much we made fun of it. I mean, you can play it. Like, if you stream it, I will fully, I support it. But you refuse to go anywhere I am not, I am not, <laughs> I'm not super interested in playing this game. Um, <laughs> I'm you trying. I'm trying like to bring a, another. I'm trying to bring another element onto the stream, which might be inappropriate. You so treat this like it, it, if it's inappropriate, it's going up anyway. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe later. Let's see. Can I get Amanda it on here? Amanda said that she would watch it. Oh, that's, there it is. There it is. That's all that matters. Is this? Oh, it's a PNG. All right, hold on. This guy's gonna be your friend for the rest of the broadcast. Here. Oh my god. He's just gonna hang out right here. This. Why this... are you putting a picture of me on screen when you've got the live thing? Just because. There you go. That's your. That's your cutie right uh, there. All right. That is not my cutie. Manda no. will watch it. Manda said she'll watch it if you stream it. Um, and it will come. I'll watch it. Hell. The combat looks decent. Yeah, it does. That's sad. It does. Uh, all right, I, this guy. All right, goodbye. Goodbye, weapon cutie. Um, so the next game that came out, we're supposed to be like a rapid fire oh going through this, but whatever. Uh, Toem, the photo adventure. Yes, this is like this Pokemon looks... Snap for real people. It looks like Pokemon Snap, but it's all in black and white, and it's really retro. And even in the trailer, the devs said the word cozy multiple yes. times. <laughs> they um, did. And it's coming out in fall. This is a game that... If I... Oh, wow, it's actually really hard to find because Toem apparently is like an acronym for something else. It's very... This game is impossible to find. Am I spelling it right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It, uh, it's a Scandinavian game, which already makes me sort of interested in it. Um, oh, a wholesome adventure game about taking photos. It's wholesome wholesome adventure game i'm gonna i'm they gonna to, they have to put that in there because there's all those dating sims where you take pictures of other things not wholesome at all um but yeah this looks it looks cozy it looks really quirky and unique it's good to play outside on maybe a fall afternoon i would say that's my ideal playing situation no price i'll go up in a blanket with like coffee yes or a very hygge very <laughs> hygge um okay um <laughs> necro necro barista the final pour is out now talk about dating sims that are weird yes you saw that right necro barista necro barista 
So you go into Starbucks, and the person who makes your coffee is an undead. Yes. Um... Or an elf. Or a, a, a fox with a furry tail. And they flirt with you, and you talk to them. And you have conversations with multiple baristas, and you develop relationships. Yes, and... this, is another, this is another weird... Another dating sim in a back alley cafe. The dead are granted one last night to mingle with the living. Necrobarista follows a dynamic and diverse cast of characters as they navigate Melbourne's hip hipstery, hipstery coffee culture, and question the ethics of necromancy and the process of letting go. So, if you're into necromancy. Uh, and coffee. Dating and coffee, which actually, the more I read about this, the more appealing <laughs> it sounds to me. I, yet again, this is one of those weird things that I think would probably be very entertaining on stream. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we're just going to, We're going down a dark path here, Corporal. I, I, I mean, <laughs> if the viewers want it, why not give it? Yeah. If people requested a game to be streamed, but it needs to be more than stream. just Banda George. or George. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> um, Garden Story, which is out now, is a Zelda. I put Zelda-ish gardening game. Okay, I think yeah. is the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, it's it's another. Cute, very indie looking. It sort of it the the visual style reminds me of Earthbound, actually. Yeah. So Earthbound, Stardew Valley, um, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is a Shovel Knight themed puzzle game. I now just slapping a Shovel, Shovel Knight sticker on everything. Right. <laughs> Where's the Shovel Knight dating game? There oh, actually boy. might be one. I shouldn't even joke. Um, <laughs> Islanders Console Edition is out now. It is a city-building game where you build a city on an island. Sort of like SimCity vibes, but like way, this way more minimalistic. Some, this has got some very strong Minecraft-esque things to it. You can choose how you want to build, create different worlds. The problem that I have with it is that the moment your island is filled and you can't do anything more, you just hit a button, refresh, get a brand new island. Like, this is not meant to be long-term enjoyed and shared. This is like, make something creative and artistic, maybe take some pictures, and then delete and move on. That sounds exactly how I experience Minecraft, actually. <laughs> um, this also sounds like a cozy game. It is, it is, it is cozy. Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> it's cozy. Um, hundred days winemaking simulator. It's yes, a, it's a wine making simulator. Uh, it's a farming game because fun fact: wine comes from grapes, and grapes grow down on the farm. Um, you grow wine. It's coming out this holiday. So that's there. about all you. That's all about all you. So have. there. Um, Lum Bear. Jack. Lumbear Jack. Bear who's That's a lumber fun Jack. to say. Lumbear Jack. Yeah. Um resource gathering game. I'll be honest with you, I need there to be a DLC where the bear 
turns into a murderous monster what? and the job's to hack and slash it and destroy the that planet. kind of game. It should be. Have you seen the like combat action? Like I just want to go. Oh, shit. oh, oh you're right. Favorite. He does have an axe. Yes. I'm waiting for Kazooie to pop out of this guy's backpack because he looks <laughs> like Banjo. No, he looks like Banjo, like on steroids. Yeah. So this it is like, like this is like a sandbox, third person sandbox resource gathering game. This would be if Banjo and the Rock hung out. Yeah. Very indie looking, very stylistic. Actually, you know what this this visual style reminds me of um that goose the goose untitled goose game. Yeah. Animals, like that. animals doing game. naughty things, sort of in polygon form. So, my bear Jack. Um, Curious Expedition 2 is a... I, I, I wrote weird RPG as my description, and I don't remember a thing about this game. Um, Turn-based narrative roguelike set in a reimagined version of the late 19th century that uses procedural gameplay and story elements to create unique and epic adventures every time you play. And That's I tell you that the lot. graphics on this look like a 1990s PC-based education game. This, yes, yes. I'm getting very much like Flash game vibes from this. Yes, yes. Exactly. It's dice-based combat mechanics for you D and D fans, but it looks mm -hmm. like a it looks like a flash game. Yeah. It sounds interesting. the The description sounds interesting, but then you look at it and it looks like a flash game. Yeah. So, that's coming out now. It's out now. They say. I will run from it. Gang beasts. Gang beasts. Can I tell you what this is? Yes, because I don't actually know. I, I mean, I've seen it, but yeah, tell us. Tell I, us. This is Fall Guys gang. trying to gang, like gang. compete with Fall Guys. That's what this is. Except Gang Beast was out first. Sure. This this is like you and a bunch of friends get together and you try to do challenges and survive ragdoll type mechanics yeah physics based but you try and fight each other right isn't that the well, whole point is you throw each other off the level it, yeah every level is a little bit different and every level you're trying to survive like there's some that are literally in a boxing ring there's some that you're on a blimp there's some that you're on the back of a truck like there's and it's i don't think it's always throwing people out but like yes. If I play, if I ever get this game, you better watch out because it's the only one thing I'm doing is I'm throwing everyone <laughs> off the level. Um, and then the last game on the list, which was actually sort of the last like big, they're like oh and and we've got one more thing and they made it they built it up a little bit. It was like separate and built up. From all the other you, games. and It's kind of good. I don't... But, like... So, it's Eastward, right? It's Eastward. Eastward, yes. Um, into that earlier in the chat because of... Yeah. Uh, Edward. Edward said yeah. that he was looking forward to Eastward. Um, it looks cool. It had a very epic uh, trailer. I'm... I'm a little, like, confused by it. It looks like... Sort of an Undertale RPG. Um, I 
of, I don't know, escape tyrannical clutches of subterranean society and George Eastward's unlikely duo on an exciting adventure. So it's like an RP, it's like an RPG. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It's got a it's it's got a cool little art style. Like I said, it reminds me of reminds me of uh, Undertale. Um, uh, it's an RPG. I think I mentioned that. I don't know I what else to say. On, I just hit install on Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I've been looking at it this entire time, watching oh, the trailer back and forth. I'm, I'm just gonna do oh, it. Oh my goodness. Um, I'll tell you what I got. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait till we get to to the section of what we're playing. Um, Does so this that's add to the junk drawer. Yes, because there's a lot of there's a lot of games on here that are good. Indie games. I mean, everything is a good indie game, right? Like, we love our indie developers. We respect them. We appreciate, you know, everything they're doing. We have talked about the Nintendo eShop and how it is misorganized or managed. Which, if you've been in the eShop lately, I don't know that it's any more intelligently organized, but it's prettier. Oh, no, I haven't. It looks great. It looks... It's much... I don't think... If you're looking for a specific type of game, I don't think you're going to have an easier time finding it. Finding it? But the eShop looks good. It's looking good these days. Like, it really is. It's okay. They cleaned it up. Um, bigger tiles and so I worry I worry for these games because I think a lot of these games are in really weird genres and I think yeah. once these games hit the eShop they're gonna disappear forever into the mists I wish they had like you know a summer indies collection which they do those kinds of things sometime sometimes but <laughs> eShop is not any better. It looks prettier. There's a game on here called Cat Milk. (laughs) What is it? It's $1.99. It's like Mario, but you're a cat, and you're jumping from rooftop to building, bouncing on balloons, and jumping through portals to get to the milk saucer at the end. Says the guy who just downloaded Boyfriend Simulator. You know what? Don't judge me. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of good games, but I think because of that they're weird and Indian experimental, they're going to get lost in the junk drawer that is the eShop. And Most certainly. I, I really wish that Nintendo would do something, either filter out games that are... I, I don't know. I, I just... I, I don't know what the solution is, but, like, there's good, genuinely interesting games in here that I'm worried are just gonna, like... Sh- because any indie companies don't have huge marketing budgets. Like, some of these games, the only time you're gonna hear about them is this Indie Direct. When they there had 37 way, seconds. There should be a way of grading the indie games. 
that Maybe. there's no reviews. There's no review weight on the eShop, which is another problem. There, there should be a way of grading them so that the quality indie game can float to the top. Yes, I agree, but Nintendo has never had a user rating system in any eShop ever. So I don't see them starting now. Yeah. They should. I agree. They should. Um, all right. Corporal, what are you playing lately? What you been playing? What you been playing? I mean, literally nothing other than Streets of Rage and uh, 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 Dead, Dead, Dead for Blood. Back for Blood. Wow. <laughs> that was a hard one to get out. Back for Blood. What do you think? If Back for Blood came out tomorrow... I would need to hear that there was a larger, more entangled story mode. And I would need to hear that they are going to drastically fix the versus section before I would spend any money on it. Yes. The matchmaking needs to be improved, which it's a beta, so, like, that's completely forgivable. I'm not busting chops over that. One thing that is not okay is the current state of the bots on your team. If you have a a team of three bots, you're dead. The bot thing is almost laughable, but at the same time, the bot thing is also kind of reminiscent of Left 4 Dead. Not as bad. Left 4 Dead was better. But it's almost reminiscent of them. To me, it is... Have a good night, Amanda. Thanks for stopping in. To me, the oh. bots the bots are game-breaking because there are instances where bots will get stuck and won't continue. So you reach the end of the level and you have to go back and kill the bot to finish the level. Um, or if you're playing with a team of three bots and you get pinned or stuck, which after the second or third level, there's a decent amount of zombies that can like spit and you'll get stuck. All three bots will, will circle around you and they will point their guns at your feet and they will do nothing as you die and then fail the mission. I had a team of three humans and one bot. We made it to the checkpoint. It was the uh, the boat. And then we had to go back on the boat to plant the bombs. All three of the teammates died. And the bot stayed at the checkpoint. Did not come back onto the boat at all. He just stayed there. And we lost yeah. the mission because of it. So the bots need to be fixed. The matchmaking needs to be improved. But like I said, it's beta, so I'm not going to grade that too harshly. Um, I did not get one full round of PvP the entire beta. I had one oh, I did. one PvPs. I you had a full three v three match. Oh no no no! I had a two v two. Exactly. The game's not designed to be two v two. It's designed to be three v three. Yeah. Two v two. You can cheese so easily if you're the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's all stuff that can be fixed. Oh, most It really is, um, but they need to fix it. And I'm not going to give them any money until they fix it. <laughs> like, I want to like the game. I really do. It has all the elements. Um, 
for me to be really into it, but the elements need to work. Yeah. Um, what am I playing? Oh, God. Um, I played a little bit of The Ascent, which is a third-person cyberpunk. I streamed it, actually. Cyberpunk, you know, shooter action RPG. That was pretty fun. Um, I've circled back and played, been playing Risk of Rain 2, because as of this recording, this is the 17th, the anniversary edition of Risk of Rain 2 just got updated for the Switch. Got new levels, you got new bosses, and you have the Bandit, who is the most fun character to play. Uh, at least off the bat. Loader is my all-time favorite. Um, but the Bandit is so stupidly fun. Easy to pick up, very fun, very high skill ceiling. Um, really cool. So, Risk of Rain 2. Uh, obviously, a metric ton of Streets of Rage 4. I probably yeah. played 10 hours of Streets of Rage 4 with, uh, with, uh, Foe and Nick Yeti this weekend. We had a late, we had a late night, late night on the streets. Made it to level 35. <laughs> me and, me and Foe made it to level 35. Yo, Blackbeard Slim, what's up, fellas? Yo, I was just... Of course, I started talking about Streets of Rage and, and Blackbeard Slim shows up. Um, we're just wrapping up our uh, our indie, indie World Direct recap of games you should check out and games that were salty that got left out. Um, and we're just talking about what we're playing, and of course I'm talking about Streets of Rage. Um, I've been sneaking in a little Guilty Gear... Uh, Jacko got announced as the next DLC character, who I'm actually going to get and play, because she looks really fun. Um, and then, I just today, moments ago, picked up this bad boy, right here. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I am years late on this one. But you know what? <laughs> I got it for free from my local library, guys. Which is something we have talked about. The you library can... is an untapped resource for video games. Like you know, the library, the library, your local library. If you have a county library system, you can probably get any Switch game you can think of. My library system has a physical copy of Streets of Rage Four. That I contemplated renting out and stealing. Because I love Streets of Rage 4 and I didn't pre-order the physical copy. So now I'm not, I'm not going to get it. Um, but they have one copy. But I can't do that because there's other people that need to enjoy the game. But yes, library. I just started playing with this. Uh, I'm lukewarm around the combat so far, but I have to like, I'm only on the first level. Um, I might stream this at some point. We'll see. see you should. I want to see it. Maybe I'll stream it right now. Maybe. Y'all know. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Corporal, did you have a side quest? Because I have my own side yeah, quest. You have a side quest, and I was just going with your side quest. Side quest, John, of the day. What? And this will be for the chat. We'll get the chat involved here. Um, what is your favorite indie game 
or games on the Switch. Or indie games in general, if you don't have a Switch. Which you so, should. Indie games. Indie Does games. Streets of Rage count yes. as indie? Absolutely. It's not a Within, major it's not a major triple A. Which then also means things like Scott Pilgrim count as yes. indie. Correct. If that's on your favorites, I'm gonna fly to Florida and punch you right in the kneecap. If that's what it's gonna take to get you down here, I, I'll <laughs> say that right now. Um overcooked counts as an indie. Yes. On my switch, honestly, because Minecraft Dungeons doesn't count. That's way too big. Yeah. I, I I think it's overcooked. Overcooked. Over, overcooked or cereal cleaner. Cereal cleaner. Cereal cleaner is about the mafia agents who have a cleaner. You've talked in, about this. You've talked about this in, on the stream. Goes into crime scenes and cleans up the crime scene. He cleans up vacuum and blood splatters and removes the body from the crime scene before the, the detectives have a chance of showing up and and solving the, the, the crime. Okay. Uh, Blackbeard Slim says, Legend Bowl on, P3, on PC. 30XX, I know that one. That one's great. Uh, Mini Metro and Mini Motorways, I don't know anything about. Um, my, some of my... I, I think I have more games that I feel super strongly about that are indie games than normal games on my Switch at this point. Um, so obviously Streets of Rage 4. Serial Cleaner. It's a traffic simulator puzzle game. Ooh, that's pretty. Corporal, are you muted? Did you mute yourself by accident? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. No, we can hear you. Okay. Um, okay, for me, Streets of Rage 4, obviously, in case you guys are unfamiliar with how obsessed we are with that game. Um, Streets of Rage 4, Risk of Rain 2, for sure. Oh, Risk of Rain 2. I forgot about that game. I literally just talked about how good the bandit is. Um, what else here? There's one other game. I just want to make sure I don't miss any indie games that I haven't played in a while. Hollow Knight is good. Um, Monkey Barrels is terrible. Don't get Monkey Barrels. Um, <laughs> and then... Oh, Killer Queen Black. Oh! Always, always in the mood to play a little Killer Queen Black with some friends. Um, and then... The Little Indie That Could. <laughs> One of my favorite favorite games on the switch one of my favorite game that's probably come out in the past two years hades holy shit hades that's it's, on xbox game pass as well it's on everything movies. yeah hades just came out on game pass you mm. need to play it oh my god it just i just realized that you never played it i mean microsoft flight simulator also just came out on xbox game pass so, yeah, I dare you to try and install that game. Go ahead. Go ahead during, and try. I installed it during the time frame of the stream. No, I don't believe you. There's no there's no shot. It's like 100 gigs. Yeah, it's, it, I'm looking at it right now. It's right there. I need some of that Florida internet. 
Um, Hades is legit. Yes, Hades is incredible. I almost thought about streaming Hades uh, the other day, except every time I stream it, Facebook is like, you go to hell right now. Um, yeah, Hades, Streets of Rage 4, uh, Risk of Rain 2. So good. So good. So Deep. good. So good. So, so good. good. Oh, God. You know what's um, a game that I want to try? What? There's farming simulators that are out there. Oh, yeah. There is a, there oh. is a lawnmower simulator. Lawnmower simulator? I power, hear so many people talking about that. Power washer simulator. What? Power washer simulator. I'm almost sure that Chamon streamed this and was like, this game is amazing. Oh, I need to find this stream. You can upgrade your power washer. You can have the wide spray. You can have the thin spray, depending if you're working on a boat or a deck or siding of your home. And it makes you talk like this because it's a power washing simulator. I need to experience There's this. a whole genre of games that revolves around taking things that people hate to do in real life and somehow <laughs> making them into a game that is like I, attractive to I play. must have hit something and didn't realize there's music playing in the background. I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. Microsoft, Microsoft Flight Simulator is loaded in my background. I'm looking at it right now. I just wow. I'm surprised. I I wanted to install install Flight Simulator, and I looked, and it was like more memory than my computer even has. <gasps> Blackbeard Slim. That's a good one. Them fighting herds. The My Little Pony fighting game the not my little pony fighting game that's my little pony footsies footsies oh, is I another lied. good one yeah the game didn't install the downloader installed <laughs> during our stream if you start it right now and don't touch your computer it might be done for friday 110.5 gigs. Ouch. I, uh, I wait, mean, 100, 100 gigs is a terabyte. I have... I have a terabyte hard drive. Well, if it's empty... If it's I have empty... A, I have a, I have a, it's a two terabyte hard drive. Excuse me. All of my games are installed on the first terabyte. So I have a terabyte point four free. Well, then I you're in luck. If you don't want to ever. This is a hundred, hundred and ten point five eight GIB. GIB Gibbs? Yes. What is a Gib? I have no idea what a Gib is. It's probably like a higher level of <laughs> memory. Anyway. Yeah. That's gonna do it for our show. Um. Thanks for everybody for coming through. Thanks, Blackbeard Slim. Blackbeard Slim, excellent, excellent taste in games. But I knew that even before you started suggesting all these. If you haven't checked out Blackbeard Slim, go check them out. Eventually, we're gonna we're gonna link up and play either Streets of Rage 
or you're going to whip me up and down the block at Guilty Gear, because I am very much out of practice. Um, but yeah, at some point, we'll play. But thank you for coming through. Thank you, everybody who came through, watched the episode. If we missed an indie game that you love, tell us about it. Tell us about which indie games you are considering buying off this list. For me, it's still Neon White and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The two, the two damn games that weren't in the direct. I'll probably get Loop Hero. I'll probably get Loop Hero. No. Corporal doesn't want any of that. You're just afraid you're going to get hopelessly addicted to it. No, I'm I'm not even afraid. I, I just, it doesn't excite me. All right. Corporal will see you on Sunday with his uh, boyfriend, Tuesday. boyfriend dungeon streamulator. What are we simulator. doing for Friday? I don't know. What should we stream think, on Friday? I think maybe we should play some boyfriend simulator on That's Friday. a one-player game. Okay. That doesn't sound fun for me. <laughs> yeah, we are actually going to have to figure out what we're streaming on Friday because there's no more back for Blood Beta. Yeah. And I don't, honestly, I don't, even if it wasn't still in beta, I don't know if it deserves a third stream Any, or a fourth yeah. stream or whatever. If you get Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance from your local library by Friday, we can play that. I mean, we could play Sea of Thieves or we can jump back into Monster Hunter. I'm afraid to play Sea of Thieves with George. Honestly. <laughs> I am. Because there's a theme in that game. Yep. Yeah, so, there is. We'll see. Anyway, have a good night, y'all. We will see you in the next one. Peace.